the iPhone 13, an Apple Silicon iMac, iPad OS 15. Those are just some of the products we could see from Apple in 2021. Which ones are we most excited to see in the coming year? We'll talk about that and more in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Hello. Michael Simon. Good morning. And from Macworld UK, Karen Haslam. I could say good afternoon or good evening. <laughs> so it's a new year, and that means new products. Apple has a ton of new products coming out in 2021, and we thought we'd talk about specific ones that we're looking forward to. Why don't we start with Karen? Karen, what are you looking forward to in 2021? So it's hard to not be swayed by the rumors because obviously we've heard all the rumors. So I am particularly excited about the iMac because not only do I think we're going to be getting the um, and whatever the sort of replacement is for the M1, I think I'm hoping that the rumors are true and there will be a redesign because let's face it, we need a redesign. This Mac has been um, has been unchanged for at least a decade and actually I'd say slightly longer because it was 2007 I think when the aluminium iMac or aluminum iMac was introduced so <laughs> yeah, for, for a Mac and the iMac is let's face it it's the iMac I, I think that most people would sort of identify as being the Apple computer even though most people nowadays buy MacBooks it's the iMac that people mm -hmm. think of it's it's the silhouette of a uh, when they want to represent a Mac in an icon or something. That's what they yeah. It's an exactly. iMac silhouette, you know. It's, and you, when you consider that the iMac went through so many different generations of design in such a short period of time, like in in the sort of 2000 to 2007, <laughs> and now what we've got is we've stuck with the same design for so long. And it's not that I hate the design completely, but there are so many problems with it. It's not ergonomic. I have an iMac at at work not that I've been into the office for a long time but you know I used to have to have it sat on um, books because you cannot adjust the screen to a, a reasonable sort of height that doesn't give you neck ache I don't know a single person who has an iMac who doesn't have it on some sort of riser books stand something not not one single individual and, and when you think you know they had the angle poised iMac a few generations before and it's like at least you could move the the face of that iMac yeah, the, the the iMac g4 is still the high water mark bring bring that one back I'd, I'd buy a retro iMac g4 in a second so i think you know the, also there's also the fact that the the uh, bees the be bezels i don't know how you guys pronounce that but you know around the edge um, they're like mm -hmm. yeah bezels um they're like a, a, yeah. an inch or you know a few centimeters in size and yeah huge yeah. by today's and, standards when, yeah when you consider right. that there are competitors to the iMac that are also all in one computers that just make it look sort of prehistoric in comparison and then you've got obviously apple bought out their um xcr display uh, a couple of years ago now and yeah that's ridiculously priced but you know they what they could do with that display if they could bring it to the iMac, you know, to have something. Some version of it, you know, at least give us HDR, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and you know. That, that was the rumor about a year ago that it was going like, to kind of mimic that look. So, uh, yeah, that, that very well could be. So I think, you know, we're, we're probably looking at the sort of 23 inch iMac 
rumoured that to replace the 2.5 and um, and I hope you know that we could be looking at a bigger replacement for the 27 inch but potentially you know looking at 6k display and things like that because I think these are all things and you know while most people are after a new MacBook or will buy a MacBook there still are people who will be buying the iMac you know the creative pros who need these features so Apple really I think really needs to sort out the iMac this year uh, yeah, no, and I think there's more case for to, for selling desktop home computers than there used to be with all of the remote learning and remote work and stuff like that. Like the, the people are buying more computers of all kinds, but the idea that you're going to be plunked in front of a desk at home for hours has changed a lot. That used to not be true, and it's more true now, and they just need to give people a product that gets them excited about buying a desktop computer. It's, it's been a while. The, the iMac for so many years was, that was like the iconic Apple design. Like there was the G3 and then the G4 with the, with the, with the swivel arm and the G5 kind of mimicked the look of the iPod with the white plastic. Then it, then it turned to aluminum. And even the current model with the, with the slimmer edges that, you know, that was many years ago now, but like that was what we looked to, to see what Apple, where Apple was going to next with its design language. And as Karen says, it's just totally stagnant. Now it's, you know, it's kind of been usurped by the iPhone. The iPhone is what sets the tone. So, yeah, it would be really awesome to see Apple just kind of go all out once again with the iMac, with the, with the new M1 or M1X or M2, whatever it's going to be inside. And when you consider that everyone expects the iPhone to get a redesign every year, and it doesn't always, but, you know, there's the iMac 10 years later, and it's not changed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that would be my main thing. <laughs> I would love to see an iMac that takes its design cues from the Pro Display XDR. I just hope they would include the stand with it. <laughs> yeah. Jason, what are you looking forward to? Similar along the lines of um, of Karen, it's uh, new Macs, I would say. Uh, not necessarily the iMac, although that's the one most desperate in need of, of a redesign. Uh, and and one I would appreciate because I use an iMac all day to do work. Um, but the next, for me, like the next step of whatever Apple's doing with MacBooks is what's most interesting to me. As a little side note, like a lot of people are still talking about AR glasses, but we've heard that they're coming out next year, every year. Like, and I'm not I'm not convinced. That would be top of the list just because there's so much opportunity. There's no there's no expectations, right? There's no um, the only sort of consumer AR thing out there is uh, Microsoft's Hololens, which nobody knows about. So, so nobody nobody has any expectations about like what are the features and how are you supposed to interact with it and what it's supposed to look like. Like there's no there's no competitors. It's like totally wide open for Apple to define the space. But I just don't think I was just going to say, wouldn't it be unusual for Apple to come in at the beginning rather than coming in after everyone yes. else has messed it up and trying to and fixing it and making it work? You know? <laughs> it, it would. And I think the, the expectation years ago was that there'd be a lot more AR by now. And then Magic Leap crashed and all this. Then Microsoft's treading water and Google gave up and all this other stuff. But um yeah, so that would be very unusual, and that's why I'd be excited to see it. I'm just not convinced it's going to happen. <laughs> but I do think we are going to get Mac redesigns um, of some sort, and it's it's the the successor of the M1 is a very exciting thing about it. But for me, I'm more excited about them taking 
an ancient design of unibody MacBooks and iMacs and everything else and finally doing something different, you know, and giving us some, they, they need to catch up on display technology. They need to catch up on, you know, webcams. They need to catch up on like a lot of other parts of what makes a computer a computer and start innovating again. Uh, and I think we're going to start to see that this year and then continue next year. And that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, there's that perennial 14-inch MacBook Pro rumor that presumably that would be the one that when it came out, it would have the better display and the better camera and the new design and slimmer and, and lighter and whatever else it needs to be. And, you know, when, when people tore apart the uh, the new M1 MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, it's it's clear that Apple has a ton of engineering it could do inside those things now that we didn't see at all. There's basically like a lot of space and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a, a, a definite uh, high point for, for 2021. Ba- back to the AR stuff. Like that was I was going to put that on my list, too. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably 24, you know, 18 to 24 months away. But if this is something that it's clear that Tim Cook really wants to get done whenever he has an opportunity in one of these interviews, he he talks about how. AR, how important it is, how it's the next step and it's the next thing. So I think once we do see it, I think it's going to be like a fully realized, you know, real deal industry changing product, kind of like the iPhone was once it comes out. I just, I agree. I don't think we're going to get it in the fourth quarter of this year. I just think it's a little bit too early for for that. Yeah. It's going to be somewhere between an iPhone moment and, and an Apple Watch moment, something people get very excited about, does very well, but probably needs a couple of revisions to really find its feet and and i'm not so i'm not expecting it to be you know first product out of the gate just be perfect and and amazing and stuff but i think it will be a lot of people kind of it'll transform that industry you know yeah and it's it'll it'll be like like the apple watch so if you look at the apple watch first one versus now they're completely different yet the core product is basically the same and i think that's what apple is trying to get right the, the wearable concept and it'll probably be tied to the phone at first and then be independent and all the same same things and it'll do wonky things that that go away after the second and i'll have you know like the apple watch's button that went to uh contacts like wh- who thought that was a good idea so there'll be things like that but yeah I, I do think apple wants to get it right because with something like that you don't really get two chances like you, you, like like google glass for example that's forever a punchline if Google right. came out with another pair of glasses, we're going to compare it to that. Like the Apple right. has to get a wearable right. Although, you know, yeah, and while that wasn't uh, an AR product, right. you know, it's still, it's as, still as that sort of wearable thing, they they put an experiment out there that really shouldn't, <laughs> that they're never going to kind of live down, right? When it comes to AR, it'd be interesting for me to see how Apple positions it. For example, like when the Apple Watch came out, they weren't quite sure how to position it. And then they finally figured out that it could be positioned as a health device. Yeah, that was part. I mean, they, they had the Apple Watch Sport back when they first could. They, it was positioned as a bunch of things. It was a luxury item with those ridiculous $10,000 gold models. It was the, 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 the addition. Then it was a the sport one. So I think, yeah, it, it, it was refined as it went along. I can't see Apple coming out with... Uh, $300 glasses and $800 glasses and $1,200 glasses. Like, I think it'll be one product. Where that falls is a is a big, giant question because we just got a $550 headphones. 
So like, what's Apple going to release here? <laughs> who, who, right, as you say, who's it selling to? Microsoft sells its thing to, to businesses. It's, it's thousands of dollars. It's not even close to a consumer product. Because the thing about AR glasses for me is I have a hard time imagining myself using it on a regular basis for anything. But it's, it might be just because I'm not the person that's positioned for. Uh, so that's why I'm interested to see what maybe or maybe I, it just has to be revealed to me what what I can do with it. And I just don't I have a hard time picturing it because it all feels like supplementary, not in terms of necessary type information to me right now. And maybe I'm just having a hard time conceptualizing it and seeing its practical uses uh, on an everyday basis. I mean, clearly there is something going on with AR, but I wonder if it's actually more related to this sort of Apple car stuff. And if, you know, because we're sitting here saying we can't see the point in Apple glasses. We can't see the point in AR glasses. So maybe there is no point in AR glasses and maybe all the research is actually bigger. And that's just a sort of a side product that people understand as being a thing. But, you know, maybe it isn't the thing. Yeah, it could be uh, part of a heads-up display on a car, sure. Um, I, I would be, you know, we talk about the car stuff in, in our Slack all the time. I will be absolutely shocked if Apple ever rolls out a car, you know, like their own car. I, I think this whole, I mean, I do think the rumors are, are true. I don't think they're, they're fabricated. But what I think, and this came out a couple of weeks ago when they were talking to, uh, the rumors came out that they were talking to Hyundai. I think they're going to work with another car manufacturer on the technology within the car, the, 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 the nav entertainment system, the, the driving stuff, the series stuff. And that's where, you know, this AR stuff could, could be part of all that. It also could be two different products. To hear Tim Cook talk about it, it doesn't seem like it's a product that's going to like be reliant on a $60,000 car. <laughs> like it's, it's, he, he thinks it's going to transform computing it's got to be something everybody can get and everybody has right so i think it's it's there's some product and it's probably glasses just based on the trillions of rumors and the job openings they have and all that stuff but yeah like you said roman it's not clear what the killer app is going to be like and i think they had that problem with the iphone and solved it very well with the iphone the iphone had like at least two or three killer apps like you didn't people didn't understand the need for a smartphone unless you were like a business person who really needs to get an email right and and then apple came out and they showed a completely transformative actual phone experience like visual voicemail and stuff like that mm-hmm. it was, it was, everything else was you used to call a number yeah, yeah. to listen to your voicemail and like listen to prompts and not see any like it was ridiculous. Even just so making that, calls was transformative. Right. So that and maps and the web browser were just completely like left everything else at the dust. And then suddenly you did need it. Like these things you didn't know you needed until they showed you how good it could be. And then you're like, oh, I need that. And they've had a real problem with that with AR on the phones all the phones do AR and there's just no reason for it really. You know, there's nothing that you show somebody and say, I got to have that. So that's going to be their big challenge. I think with AR It's not just that big hardware hill to climb, but that from a software perspective, they, they need to have something that makes everybody go like, wow, that's why I need AR. That's amazing. 
and preferably like the iPhone, two or three things, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's hard to imagine from like a normal person standpoint, like we see like Iron Man and it's awesome. You know, he puts on his glasses and the whole world lights up. It's not going to do that. No. <laughs> so, like, okay, maybe I can look at a restaurant and get a menu or something. Like, is that something I really need to have? We use our phones for that, you know. And they, yeah. I was just thinking when you're talking about the phones, it's like the phone, it's not really a phone. It's a mini computer, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, and it's like, so what, are they going to make the glasses into a mini computer? And do we really need it attached to our face? Right. Yeah, that's that's going to be the selling point they have to do. And I think you're right, Mike, it's going to be tied to the phone in some way, like all the data processing stuff is going to happen on your phone. And what they need to do is make this use case for like, why do you need it? Why do you need to see visuals integrated into the world as you look around? You know, what's that going to do for you besides just look really, really cool? Um, So, yeah. And tell you that you're what is it six foot or two meters away from someone <laughs> right but the only useful application yeah, right, right now. how did i live without knowing <laughs> that information right and that's the kind of stuff you can get on your watch anyway like it's going to have to be greater than that and also there's the the alpha the, the, the elephant in the room is prescriptions i mean we all wear glasses like you know it has to be able to tie into our existing prescriptions without being you know two thousand dollars so there's a lot of questions here and i'm you know apple's clearly working on all of that but uh yeah use case is number one they got to sell it to us we spent a lot of time talking about something none of us expected (laughs) (laughs) mike what about you what are you looking forward to well all the things i really want aren't coming which is i what what, the, the number one thing on my list that i want from apple is an ipad mini that looks like the ipad air i want that and they've i've already seen rumors that say that it's not coming that the next mini if if and, if and when it arrives this year is going to be like the old iPad Air, which is slimmer bezels and still the home button and all that stuff. So that being gone, AR being gone, my my number one thing that I want to see right now is uh, a massive improvement to iPad OS. It's it is time now. Okay, so Apple got the iPhone stuff out of the way with iOS 14. That was a the change that we wanted for many many years. The home screen stuff, the uh, app library stuff, all that's fantastic. iOS 14 is underrated Apple's best iOS release in a, in, in, in a decade. It's fantastic. But iPad OS now looks completely and totally old, out of date, underpowered, and, and <laughs> just, just plain stale. It doesn't have the widgets. It doesn't have the app library. It doesn't have the things that make iOS 14 so good. And multitasking is still a mess. It is, my son got an iPad for Christmas. And I had to sit down and explain to him, like, he has been using screens his whole life. He's nine. Everything is touch, touch, touch. He, he, he reaches out to touch everything. He's, he, he grasps these things in a second. I had to show him how to work his iPad Air. That's insane. Yeah. So that needs to change. Yeah. The main thing to me with iPad OS is that, like, the it's, big advantage and thing that separates it from iphone is multitasking and it's so unclear there's three different types of multitasking and different ways to do it that are all different you operate them differently and they're incompatible you have the slide over and the split screen and you can move the split screen i didn't even bother showing them slide over like forget that you're just not using that (laughs) it's like too much they need to come up with one thing that is simple and obvious that everybody will get 
just by trying it. They'll they'll figure it out without being told and and get rid of all this other nonsense. Yeah, they they need to give the iPad to like a teenager and say, all right, how like so who's never seen one before. <laughs> And say, so, okay, now here's your thing. What, what's the first thing you do? And then write that down. And then the second thing you do, write that down. Because it, it's not made for normal people. It's not an intuitive system. And it's shocking because all of the pieces are there. Like there's a lot of cool stuff there, including the new Magic Keyboard, which is awesome. It's just none of it makes sense together. I would love Apple to uh, admit that the iPad is supposed to be used in landscape view. Yes, please. Like the, from a software standpoint and all the accessories they make, they're all, all to be held landscape, yes. but the actual iPad hardware is like yeah. portrait. When you have it in the, the keyboard the, stand and you restart it, the Apple is the wrong way. The Still. Apple's the wrong way. The, <laughs> the camera's in the wrong place. Yes. The home button's on the wrong place. It's, like It's crazy. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Apple made great iPads in 2020. The iPad Air is tremendous. Mm-hmm. The iPad Pro with the keyboard is tremendous, and they just they just dropped the ball when it came to the software. Particularly, I remember the the announcement we were talking in Slack when uh, during the the iOS uh, WWDC, we were watching the iPhone. It's this great stuff. It's like, oh, now the iPad. Oh, by the way, you're getting none of that. <laughs> and here are the the, the 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 lame features we're giving you. Look, you have a smaller Siri now. Oh, great, thanks. Like it was yeah. just like, what is going on? <laughs> Since we saw major changes in iOS and macOS this past year, probably, I don't want to say maintenance mode, but probably the changes this year at WWDC for those two OSs will probably be not as major. Yeah, I would think. And so this is probably a good opportunity for Apple to showcase iPad OS at yeah. WWDC. Yeah. B- bust it out, man. Give me a give me a proper a proper iPad desktop, something that is intuitive and smart like the Mac or the iPhone. Come on. It's all there, man. <laughs> so Roman, what's your what's your number one looking forward to it this year? Like Karen, I would like to see an iMac. Since Karen pointed that one out, also I also pick, I picked a I picked a different thing that I'm kind of excited to see in 2021, and that's the second season of Mythic Quest. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and on a more general level, I kind of. I'm excited to see Apple expand its Apple TV Plus library next year, or this year. Or this year, yeah. Getting my years mixed up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, 2021 is just an extension of 2020 so far, as far as I can tell. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see them expand their library and be more competitive with the other services. Uh, and they're, they're, you know, they're putting out good shows and I'd like to see it continue. The main complaint that I hear from people about Apple TV plus is that it's just, it's library is just too small and there's, there's nothing there that people are, you know, they've, they've watched the shows they've wanted to watch and now there's nothing else. So I'd like to see, because I think it's, I, I would like to see that service succeed. So I would like to see them do more shows. And the one show in particular I'm looking forward to is mythic quest season two. I don't. Did they officially announce that it was coming out this year? Uh, I don't know that it has a release date. I they did announce they are making a season two. It's got a name, I think. It they, they have said what the name's going to be because it's not going to be whatever the last one was. It's Mythic Quest and then the next expansion kind of thing. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah. yeah, and they they just said it's going to take place. It's called Titan. The, Titan's Rift. 
that's it. Yeah. There you go. And it's going to be kind of after COVID. They decided, well, we'll we'll do a COVID episode, and then in the in the fiction of the show, then the next season will be after all the COVID stuff. I, I love the COVID episode. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, you know, so many shows did one, did some sort of remote covid episode and they were all terrible except for mythic quest mythic quest was the only one who did a really good job with that i gotta i gotta watch that show i just finished ted lasso and my god it was so good <laughs> yeah i yeah, literally that's, that's, still laugh the at, the, at the final scene like every now and again it popped into my head and i still laugh it, it was it was excellent excellent it's the kind of show if it was on netflix it would have just blown up it would have been all over so yes yeah, yep. yeah yeah speaking of apple tv i was actually going to mention the apple tv hardware and whether Apple will finally update it, because it's like the the current the 4K model is like three years old. The other one that they're still selling is five years old, and they're ridiculously priced. Now, of course, most TVs have the Apple TV app, so there's a question of whether they need it. But when they bought it out, they were really pushing the whole gaming, and there are these rumours that it's going to have a better processor, and there's going to be sort of games that would compete with Zelda Breath of the Wild and things like that. You know, it's like. Could mm-hmm. Apple be reinventing the Pippin? Could they be coming back into the gaming market? I mean, it would just be ridiculous if they were. But is it possible? You know, is there I, something? I continually in the think that Apple has completely the wrong idea about Apple TV. Like, they they think it need they keep thinking it needs to be more powerful, more capable, and and the price isn't the problem. <laughs> and it's that's the exact opposite. <laughs> it just needs to do. Needs to stream video stuff and be much cheaper. And basically, <laughs> just make it an Apple Watch, but put make it do 4K video. Like that's that's about the size of the of the of the uh, hard drive you need. You don't need a 32 gig hard drive. In yeah, I mean that's all around. They think people want to do apps and games and all this stuff. They don't get gaming the, as a as a company as a culture. They don't get gaming. They don't have a. They need a whole. If they did, they would have an entire. The Microsoft equivalent of Xbox. They would have an entire division with its own culture and its own leaders separate from everything else that deal with gaming and working with game developers on the Mac and everything else that they do. They don't do any of that. They don't understand what makes a great game. They don't understand game licensing. They just like like everything they do in gaming is just coming at it from entirely the wrong angle. And they they keep thinking they're gonna make a stab at it. And they understandably so, because when you look at the app store on the iPhone, like games are the big revenue maker by far. Like it's the huge, it's the biggest thing. So but maybe they've they've seen that and they're thinking, how can we apply this to the television? And you right, know, maybe... which is exactly the wrong idea. Yeah, that's nobody wants that. <laughs> that said, um, I have the Apple TV 4K. The you know it's a couple of years old now, but it's still I I'm a bit of a streaming box junkie i have fire tv and i have all roku and 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 tivo stream and yeah apple tv is still my go-to it's fantastic the Mm -hmm. the interface the speed the the quality all of that it's great all it needs to do they just need to make something exactly like the 4k that's cheaper to manufacture and sell right and has a good remote it was 99 bucks for a while as well that's a ridiculous thing in fact wasn't it even less it was like 79 I'm sure not that long ago, a few years ago, you could buy an Apple TV for about seventy-nine pounds or dollars or whatever, ninety-nine dollars maybe it was. I mean, and maybe on sale. They they've always sold them for higher, like officially. Okay. Right. But um, yeah, sure they they do go on sale here and there. But uh, like you were saying, the whole it, it's not 
hard. Amazon sells one, Roku sells one for like 70 bucks that does all of that. Mm -hmm. And just make it a stick, have it go in the back of this, make it as elegant and as pretty as you want. I don't care. But it can be done, Apple. And yeah, they they're, it's funny because Apple TV, the app, is probably the most ubiquitous service out there. Like you can get it on everything, anywhere, all over the place. I mean, Netflix, yeah. Netflix aside. But it, 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 just the, the hardware just isn't isn't there. Right. The app yeah. did get better recently, by the way. Uh, they did add that Apple TV Plus tab, which makes things so much easier to That's navigate for their yep. own service. Yeah. But uh, just come on, Apple, give me a give me an and Apple TV. And it's all TV because stick. it's all because you know uh, conceptually they see it as this app running thing not not right. just to run streaming service apps but to run big boy apps and nobody wants to do yeah, that right. on their tv yeah. just not yeah it's it's so it's such a weird thing like you op i open up fire tv and i get entertainment i open up apple tv and I, everything is there and all jumbled together and yeah. <laughs> sorry well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 727. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thank you to Karen Haslow. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening. You can subscribe to the podcast via the podcast app through soundcloud.com or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. Mm -hmm.